0: And another thing that we need to be aware of is don't get sidetracked again because you think the teacher is quirky or weird or not so cool. Is the teacher doing what is required as far as learning and um, is required? Are they getting those essays in? Are they doing the type of math that they're supposed to be doing? What are they doing? If it's matching? Again, the focus should not be on the personality of the teacher. It would be great if every teacher vibed 100% with you and the child, but that's not reality. We know that. Thank you so much for joining the Falling for Learning podcast. I am T.D. Flinnaugh, and I am a veteran educator, who has worked in elementary, middle and high school. I am national board certified, um, which means that I did all this extra work to really show um, and learn how to teach at the highest levels and be certificated uh, through national board certification. Um, I'm so glad that you have joined us today. Today, we are really gonna focus in on getting along with teachers. This is a big deal, parents. (laughs) I'm a teacher and I'm a parent and it gets tricky. Now, in elementary school, we often have one teacher. Now, there might be a little variation. Uh, You might have a little music teacher here or there. It just depends on the program that you're dealing with. Maybe you have two teachers that you deal with um, if they kind of departmentalize, uh, you know, math, science, English, history, something like that. But you're generally going to have like the same teacher all year. When you get into middle school and into high school, you may have up to seven different teachers because you may have an advisory or a homeroom or something like that. And it gets to be really tricky to get along with all of these teachers. And you are the model to help your kids get along with them. So I've said it before, you want to avoid talking negatively about teachers. Instead, you want to talk to them about different personality types and different things like that. So we know that we have very organized teachers, that are like prim and proper and really formal. And that may or may not uh, go well, or vibe well with your child. It may not work, uh, bode well um, or even vibe well with you. Some of you are parents that are highly involved and you you know, kind of get into a friendly kind of relationship with the teacher or something like that. Some teachers aren't friendly. How do I know? Because I'm one of those teachers who's not friendly. I'm a little weird, socially awkward, uh, could be shy. I'm I'm a little bit all of that stuff. Um, But for sure, I'm really like passionate about my work and what I do, really serious about education. And over the years, like I said, I have been a teacher for a while, but I've really learned how to change and to pivot And I really was taught not to really engage with kids, to really get to know them and not being a people person and really being a role follower. I just listened and just really didn't. And so sometimes that does not work well with students. And it's not because I didn't care deeply about my students. It's just because I'm not a people person. That didn't come natural to me. And if I was told not to do it, I wasn't going to do it. And so that's something that you need to know. Some people are just naturally people person and, you know, uh, people, people, they really get along with, uh, you know, others and it just really vibes with others. But I really need you to look beyond the teacher's personalities and think about what they're doing. Why? is because our goal is to get our kids learning. We want them to have the skills and the techniques to be successful. And the only way to do that is to make sure that your kids are actually learning those skills. They're being exposed to those skills. They are practicing those skills. They're held accountable for those skills. And that does not always happen when we lose sight and we get focused on the teacher's personality and not focused on what the teacher is actually teaching. So here's one example. There is a cool teacher in almost every school. There's a cool, fun teacher. People love them. The kids love them. But what happens, what happens (laughs) is that next year, when a teacher, the serious teacher, The teacher that's a little socially awkward and is not cool with everybody gets the students and really starts giving them that education and those learning and those lessons. And we find out that that cool teacher did not always do what they were supposed to do. It was a lot of fun and not a lot of learning going on. Now, I am generalizing. Of course, you can have a a teacher that's the whole package. Really cool, fun vibes with you and gives you rigorous um, learning. And you challenge the kids. You make the kids enjoy it. You know, the kids are really engaged. So just what I'm saying is, parents, be aware. Some of us lose sight and we think, oh, so cool, so fun with a teacher and don't even pay attention that they're not actually doing the real work that needs to be done for the kids. Because think about it, as parents, we know that sometimes we could be a cool mom or a cool dad or whatever. And then sometimes we gotta say, no, that's not happening here. You need to do your chores before you go out and hang out with your friends. And do the kids always feel like we're the cool parent? Do they always feel happy with us? They don't. So the same with teaching, right? This is when we're teaching our kids, it's not an extracurricular activity. It's not something that they've chosen to do. They have English. Everybody in the school has English. So it's, They're required to be here. They didn't choose me as an after-school activity. And so sometimes I'm going to ask you to do stuff that is fun and engaging. And sometimes I'm going to ask you to do stuff you don't want to do. And I can't always be cool and fun and fulfill the learning tasks that we need to do in order for you to learn. So, you know, be aware. It's not just about being cool all the time, parents. You need to know what your child needs to know. And you need to make sure that the teacher is giving them the work that is getting them to where they need to be. Sometimes it's fun and sometimes it's not. And be aware of that. If the teacher's cool all the time and fun all the time, they may or may not be fulfilling the full obligations that are needed to get your child on track for learning and to stay on track for success, okay? So what you need to do is be aware of the syllabus. So in secondary schools, usually the teacher gives a syllabus a link to the learning standards or some kind of place to reference the standards that they'll be learning or the learning targets that they'll be learning during that semester or that school year. Track what's being done in the class and see that there's a match between the two. If there isn't or there is, you need to know, you need to ask teacher question, the teachers some questions. Look at the work that your child is bringing home. Look at the type of reading that they're doing and try to see whether or not this is tracking for you. If you're not sure, again, ask questions, okay? You could ask questions to me. I always can send emails to writertie at gmail.com. I'm here for you. I'll give you those feedback and that information that you need. Hello, parents and caregivers join us every Wednesday for our Well-Educated Wednesdays on Instagram Live from 5.30
1: to 6 o'clock. We will be getting your questions answered about how to get kids on track for learning and to stay on track for success. It's free and you can ask any question that you would like. We're here to
0: serve you and to make sure that you have the tools and strategies needed to make sure your kids are a success and you can make sure that next generation is on a path to greatness. another thing that we need to be aware of is don't get sidetracked again, because you think the teacher is quirky or weird or not so cool. Is the teacher doing what is required as far as learning getting, um, is required? Are they getting those essays in? Are they doing the type of math that they're supposed to be doing? What are they doing? If it's matching, Again, the focus should not be on the personality of the teacher. It would be great if every teacher vibed 100% with you and the child, but that's not reality. We know that. So again, you can give the teacher feedback about what's helpful for your child. Like, uh, my child really enjoys blah, 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 and this is something that um, you could do to help connect with them better or for them to understand better, and um The teachers should be open to it. But again, they may not be. Let's be honest. We don't know. Sometimes the teachers are not open. Again, I'm an old school teacher and I can tell you right now there's some old school teachers are going to be like, "Mm." but I'm more open and I want to hear and I've definitely changed lesson plans when I felt when, you know, especially when I was new at teaching a subject because I've been in different subject areas and different grade levels to pivot and try to offer some more engaging um information if the t- uh, parents are saying you know this the child is complaining like this is very repetition it's not really engaging it's getting boring and if that's the case i'm going to reflect and look to see is it pretty much the same stuff going on every time or am i changing it up and being reflective that way now and not every educator is going to do that be aware of it but again advocate for that document And you may have a case with the administrator for them to actually make a change because that's part of our requirements as teachers is to do engaging work with the students. Now, if we just have a lot of repetition and it's not really uh, changing and it's really like one dimensional as far as what's being done and that chosen, then we have an obligation to change things up. So again, document, Give a request to the teacher first and then go to the administrator if needed. But um, please don't lose sight of what's going on in the classroom because you're focused in on the teacher's personality. Because if it's a wonderful personality, it may be just, you know, smoke and mirrors that they're not actually doing real work with the child. And if the teacher is really, just really strict uh you know you may be able to give them feedback to think about what's happening because i was a pretty strict teacher in in certain environments and um wasn't really thinking about connecting with kids i'm pretty passionate about what i teach and that you know i get into it and then that like ignites students in a way too, but I wasn't really making connections because it's something I really didn't think about because this is like just my personality, <laughs> unfortunately, but I reflect it. And now I do really um, connect to the kids and then um, I get all in their business and I say, you don't have to tell me, but I'm going to be all up in it. I do tell them. So <laughs> I've been like more open with my personality as I've gotten older and more seasoned. You know, I age like wine, baby. Anyway, uh, so just think in terms of, you know, how you could best support your child. You really do need to know what those standards are. And the first place to look is the syllabus. And if it's not in the syllabus, inquire, figure it out. What are the standards that they're supposed to be learning? He uh, sent me a link to it or to the website where we could see what the learning standards are for the kids in the eighth grade, ninth grade, whatever grade they're in so that you could really see like, does this align? And is the work that they're doing align? You could even look at the state test, and you could ask them where's a link to the state test with some of the release test questions, and so that you can actually see what kids are going to be required to do at the end of the school year and weigh it. See, like uh, they've been asked to do this in school, but this is at the end of the school year. This looks like nothing that they've been doing, or oh, now I see why they're asking these types of questions, or they're just doing this type of stuff, this type of activity, because it really aligns. They ask them to do this, they're asking to do this. Um, you know, so so those are some. Uh, some different resources that you could get from the teacher and from the school. The teacher should be able to provide it for you. If they don't give it to you, ask for the administrators. They all have tests that they need to take, um, you know, standardized tests, state tests, even district tests. And there always are practice tests for the test that they need to take. And state tests have it open to the public so that you should be able to see what that practice test looks like. Release test questions are questions that were given on previous tests, right? Previous years, like, for example, was given in the year 2021. And then once they make some adjustments, like every year they change the test a little bit, they release questions that they have had on the test in the past. So these aren't questions that you think, oh, maybe they'll have a question like this. Like, no, they already had a question like this in previous years. And so they're going to have very similar ones, but of course, maybe a different reading. Um, And so, but the type of question is going to be pretty much the same. Not the same question, the type of question. And so like, if it's going to ask you cause and effect of something, you're going to probably see a cause and effect, but about another text or another topic. Um, if it's going to ask you to compare and contrast, you're going to see a type of question like that. If it's going to ask you to find um, the evidence in the passage, highlight the evidence in the passage that is going to tell you, um, you know, what kind of characteristics this is um, the character has or their character qualities or character traits then you're going to find a type of question very similar but in a different from a different text or talking about different characters so that is why you could look at the release test questions you could look at the standards and see what your child is doing please don't get caught in the teacher's personality because the personality does not mean that they are doing a great job meeting the needs of your child If you know your child is behind in a subject area, you also need to think in terms of differentiation. And how is your child getting some extra support? If your child is ahead of the game in a subject, there's also a differentiation call for how is my child being challenged? And so you could ask your teacher that too. What what support are you going to give my child because they're behind? What kind of supports can you give my child because? They're more advanced. And those kind of questions, a teacher should be able to answer. So I really want you to be clear about falling in love with learning is making sure that you are having a learning environment that's adapted to your child's needs and interest so that they can learn to love learning. Learn to love learning. It's like a a little bit of a tongue twister there, but you know what I'm saying? So you want to really be clear with your uh, child's teacher about what your needs are and don't get caught up in the personality. That does not mean they're good doing a good job and it doesn't mean they're doing a bad job. Now, if you feel like they are doing a bad job, they're being biased against your child, again, document, document. And I'm gonna say it one third, one more time, a third time, document. Document what's happening, what your child is saying, the dates, the times. And um, you know you could start with complaining with the teacher if you think you're beyond that because a lot of times the administrator is going to refer you back to the teacher but document that you've talked to the teacher uh, and documented that what their responses were and then you go to the administrator and then you know request meetings in person if that administrator is not doing anything and by administrator I mean a assistant principal or a principal they're not doing anything. Principals have bosses. Remember I told you I used to work for principals' bosses. Talk to them. They are sometimes called directors or even maybe the superintendent. I don't know. Every school district has a slightly different, you know, organizational structure. But they have some type of supervisor. And so speak to them if that person's not doing what they need to do. Don't go in there cursing people out because people really turn off to you, right? They're like, whatever. They're over here acting stupid, cursing people out. They don't want to listen to what you're going to say, and their administrators sometimes their boss won't listen to you either because they already have told. Yeah, this lady came in here acting crazy, calling us names, cursing at us. So communicate in a professional way, a business like way, and you'll be able to be able to advocate for your child, and they will work with you. But don't go in there acting crazy. That's not a way to solve problems. Just think about when you've been in this in the place to make a decision and people been acting crazy with you when you've had a choice to ignore them you have and so they may do the same thing to you so make sure act like you got some sense and i know you got sense parents it's just sometimes the emotion take over i know i really love my child and i really have gone off on people about her at certain times but anyway we made it through honey I did document, though, and I did uh, hold people accountable, too. So hmm.
1: anyway, this is Taisha,
0: but TD Flinnell, I'm the host of Falling for Learning. Here's some tips and tricks and make sure you get your child with a learning environment in which that meets their needs and does not focus in on the teacher. All right. We drop a new episode every Saturday. Saturday at 5 p.m. Please follow us, like us, subscribe, put into, that, um, into the comments what you liked, any questions you have. We will address it. We will bring it to the forefront and break it down for you. Okay, thank you. Have a wonderful week.
1: Thank you again for joining us at the Falling for Learning podcast. We are here every week. Saturdays at 5 p.m. is when we drop our new episode. Please listen in every week for those strategies and tips to keep you and the next generation on track for success. You can also find us on YouTube by going to YouTube.com slash at for learning again that's youtube.com at fall the number four learning we really appreciate you and we are here on a mission to make sure that that next generation is on track for success and on track for learning thanks again i'm td flanagh have a wonderful week